if you come to my house for a gathering, right? If you meet up with me, with my neighbor, you will, you won't be able to tell me we didn't go to high school together because there is a way, there is for sure opportunity and a way to build those relationships. So don't, don't say because I'm not from here. That's why I don't have a sphere because I'm going to just give you a little, a little game real quick. Nine times out of 10, if you was at home, then people won't go buy houses from you anyway. <laughs> Right. So we have a responsibility to build around us. And a lot of times we want things to come to us, but we have a responsibility to build. Hey, friends, I'm Rosemary Lewis, your homegirl, and I'm so excited that you are here. I do not care what it looks like on Instagram or HGTV. This whole being a realtor thing is not for the faint at heart. In 2017, I quit my job as a teacher to follow my real estate dreams and quickly found myself overwhelmed and struggling. Fast forward to today, not only have I been recognized as one of the leaders in our industry, I have actually grown a business that I absolutely love. I don't care if you're a brand new agent trying to figure out how to get started or a veteran feeling overwhelmed and just stuck. I was just like you and I totally get it. Many times I wish there was someone that I could just talk to about all the challenges I was facing. And that is why I created this space just for you. Like best friends do, I'm giving you all the tea related to navigating and thriving in these real estate streets. If I can do it, guess what? That's proof that you can too. Everything's better with friends, so let's succeed together. Welcome to the Real Estate Bestie Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome to our our weekly chats with your real estate bestie. I am so happy that you are here. Oh, Monica, it's rainy there. It's rainy here too. But let me tell you, this is a side note before I get started. What a blessing it is. Listen, if you're not doing your lead generation and aren't working your business, what a blessing it is to not have to go out and and crappy weather, <laughs> you know, um, to, to have a business where you are working your business. So love that. So sunshine there. Some people see sunshine. Some people um, are cloudy. Okay, Houston. I see Houston. I see Fort Worth. I see Tucson, Arizona, all these different places checking in. Nashville. Hey, Nashville. Tiffany, I'm so excited for our conversation tomorrow. And I'm just excited to be here with y'all. So yes, if, if you are first time joining us, it's your homegirl, Rosemary Lewis, your real estate bestie. I'm just so grateful that we get to um, continue this journey together. And today we are going to talk about a topic that I'm going to let you know I completely geeked out about, and it is building your SOI, building your sphere of influence. So um, I, I wanted to talk about this because That was one of those terms that when I first got into real estate, transitioned from being a teacher to a realtor, there were just a lot of terms people were throwing around. And I was like, what are y'all talking about, right? Terms like market expert, money-making activities, SOI, SEOs. I'm like, (laughs) y'all, I need help. And um, luckily, I did figure out what sphere of influence was. So if you, when you think of your sphere of influence, just drop it in the chat while I get my notes. Um, What do you think about that? Like, does that make you nervous? Does that make you excited? Um, Do you know how to tap into your sphere? Is that a place where you, um, you feel comfortable? 
And of course, no judgment. We are going to just really get into it here. So I'm just going to start off by just um, talking to you all about as you're ch- tapping in, typing in the chat, um, exactly what sphere of influence is by definition. Because again, I didn't know. And that's something that I just want to point out real quick is that I spent way too much time in real estate starting off scared of looking stupid, right? I'm scared of being honest to say, you know what? I don't know what that is. So I would rather just shut up and just kind of be fumbling my way through meetings and broker conversations and even conversations with other realtors than just being honest and being like, I just don't know, (laughs) you know? And guess what? It's okay. Like we are all, we should all be committed to being lifelong learners. And I don't expect everybody to know everything. And it's okay if you didn't know. So sphere of influence. Okay. So sphere of influence is by big definition, region where one state is dominant, okay? So um, think about this. I wanna take it broad and then I'm gonna drive it home to real estate. So when you are talking about somebody that's influential, that means that they are dominant and they can help drive decisions, okay? So think about when we have electoral um, elections, right? Um, presidential elections. There are some key states that based on how they vote, it's going to drive like their influence on the electoral college. I know, and look, we ain't about to get, don't get in my comments or email me talking about who you want to be president, okay? But <laughs> those that like those states are going to have influence on what happens with the rest of us. And that is similar to what sphere of influence does in your business. So the sphere of influence as it relates to real estate is just, you know, all of your connections as a professional. So who do you know, right? That we can just we can just cap it right there. Your sphere of influence is who do you know, but the amount of influence that you're going to have um, over who those people that you know, it's going to come down to you. And one thing that I often hear, this was my mantra too, and and I think it was my mantra when I first got into the business because it seemed easier and a little, a little more seamless, but not easier. But I was like, I just want a referral business, right? Because let's be honest, and, and maybe you love cold calling, God bless your ministry. If you love cold calling, if you love door knocking, if you love talking to strangers. Now, I want to point out that that is a very real part of this business, right? One of the reasons why I think that I'm even great with my sphere, I've learned to be great with my sphere, is because I had a lot of experience starting out with people that I was not in rapport with and work to develop that rapport, which made it even more seamless to develop rapport with people that I don't know. But if I have to be 100% honest, if I look at my book of business, if I look up, and you all tell me in the chat, if you agree, if I look at all of the deals that I've done since 2017, 99% of the time, the ones that were most meaningful to me, um, the ones that I have continued relationship with are those that came from my sphere in some sort of fashion, right? Either we were, um, they were referred to me, we knew each other anyway, like we, our kids went to the same school, like there was some connection. Those are the deals that or the transactions that seem to bring me more joy. And that's okay to say that, right? But this is where I think a lot of agents struggle is because we, number one, I had an agent once tell me that it's impossible to build a referral business that you can count on, right? Because in her, and and and, and she was just speaking from her 
perspective. I don't think she was a hater. I think that she was just speaking from her level of experience and her level of experience. She operated in a more transactional fashion. And because she operated in a more transactional fashion, it gave her joy to be able to say, hey, if I make this number of phone calls and get this many appointments, now I can go on this many you know, appointments. I'll get this many contracts. Like she had it down to a science. And her rationale was that um, you just can't depend on referrals. You can't depend on your sphere like that. And I respectfully disagree um, with part of her statement because I do disagree that you just can't wait for somebody to knock on your door. You know, nine times out of 10, especially when as your first building, um, your people, like, do you know that your people, I'm looking at my girl Danae on here. Danae was a teacher like me. I'm pretty sure Danae went through what I went through when I first got into the business where my people, when they, they resonated with Rosemary as a teacher, right? So they didn't necessarily resonate with me as a realtor yet. So, um, sometimes they won't refer you because they just don't know who you are. So I do agree with the fact that you just can't sit back and wait on referrals, but we have to be with our lead generation, lead activity, lead attraction activities, we have to be very intentional about pouring into our sphere of influence. And then I feel like, you know, I am proof that you can a hundred percent get a return on that investment. And it's also just chill to be a pretty solid person. So I'm going to give you a couple of things that I want you to think about Um, when it comes to your sphere of influence. Okay, here is the first thing is that really what you're building here, y'all, is your know, like, and trust factor. Okay, I want to repeat that again. Um, Your sphere of when you are talking about your sphere, the one thing I want you to start thinking about is that we're building our know, like, and trust factor. Okay, so you think about two businesses that you are familiar with, right? If you are riding down the street and you see a chicken place, you might try it, but you might be more apt to go to the one where your neighbor's daughter just started working and your neighbor's daughter told you about it and and now your neighbor told you that the chicken was good, okay? So when you have that know, like, and trust factor, then we are more um, apt to do things. And I see y'all in the chat, Larissa's saying, I feel like my spirit is waiting for me to to work with strangers. because you have to prove yourself, okay? And we're, let's talk about that because I that could be true, but that could also be a little bit of a limiting belief on your half, right? You could be thinking that um, that they're waiting for me and they could be thinking that she's not asking for the business. She's not solidifying herself as a real estate agent, right? So let's talk about a couple things. So here is a myth I want to just get out of the way right away, right? Myth, I'm not from here. That is why I don't have a strong sphere. I, (laughs) y'all, I, my husband and I, in case you don't know, we're originally from Chicago, strong, strong, strong roots in Chicago. I mean, super strong roots in Chicago, moved to Texas eight years ago, did not know anybody. Okay. Did not know anybody. Fast forward to when I got into real estate, been in real estate. I want to say I was here for three years, 
you can 100% build a sphere and a network around you. If you come to my house for a gathering, right? If you meet up with me, with my neighbor, you you won't be able to tell me we didn't go to high school together because there is a way, there is for sure opportunity and a way to build those relationships. So don't don't say because I'm not from here, that's why I don't have a sphere because I'm gonna just give you a little, a little game real quick. Nine times out of 10, if you was at home, then people won't go buy houses from you anyway, right? So we have a responsibility to build around us. And a lot of times we want things to come to us, but we have a responsibility to build, okay? I literally, like our team is closing somewhere about $8 million next month, all from Sphere. I can't think of one. I'm trying to think think through one transaction. I can't think of one transaction that did not come from our sphere, right? So I just want to debunk that myth. If that is what you are walking around carrying right now, take it off, okay? So here's the first thing when it comes to building a solid sphere of influence. Don't be a secret agent. Don't be a secret agent. Going to say it again for the people in the back. Don't be a secret agent. It amazes me. Like I literally, I was in, a, um, I'm in a real estate group, like a, 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 um, a messenger group. And there's a young lady that, um, that I go to church with and she is in the group and she texted something. Like she reached out to me to text. And I was like, girl, I didn't know you're an agent. She said, oh yeah, I've been an agent for like eight years. Riddle me that. Like how, who, who, how, when, like when did that happen? Because there's nothing about anything that you put out there that has told me that you are an agent, right? So how are we mad? Or, or or we do this, or we we get our license and we post that one picture and we think that everybody in the world saw that one picture that one day. <laughs> they probably did not. Okay. They 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 probably they probably weren't checking for you quite like that. Like they made some of them seen it. Even if they liked it, people don't remember. I literally was just in the situation the other week, y'all where um, this girl, she was like, yeah, I got married. I'm like, oh my God, you got married. She was like, yeah, you like the post. Sis, totally forgot. Like, because to- I ain't never seen nothing else about her being married, right? So stop being a secret agent. And, and in order to stop being a secret agent, and we're going to talk about this so much more, is that you got to know that you got the sauce. I know that you, I know you used to be a teacher, you used to be accountant, you were a stay-at-home mom. Um, I know that you're quiet, you're an introvert. I know all those things, right? However, there is some people, probably people in your house that's dependent on you to show up as your authentic self, right? And why why come, look, I'm only using all of the broken English that I did not like my students to use. Why come we think that we can show up as an agent once every six months and, and, and it work out? So listen, you need to let everybody know. So what, is, what do I mean? Does your dentist know that you're an agent? When you go to the drive-thru, do they know that you're an agent? When they when you go to a restaurant, do they know that you're an agent? Are you getting your nails done every week? You you wait. Like I wait every week for Dolly to do my nails. If Dolly, who I sit with every week, does not know that I'm an agent, that's on me. That's not on Dolly. Okay. So what does that look like? And it's a way to do it without being salesy, y'all. Just let them know. I, I gave y'all my tip. Number one, I ask people all the time, hey, where you live? And when they tell me, oh, I live in McKinney. Oh, great. I sold a house in McKinney. Boom. Or, oh, great. I was just viewing a house in McKinney. And now that's your segue to share that you're an agent. So don't be a secret agent. But then here's this, because I already know y'all. Y'all like, well, I don't want to be salesy. I want to be thirsty. Okay, baby, you don't have to be thirsty. But how about you shift that mindset from being thirsty 
to providing value. So in order to build your sphere of influence, where are the opportunities for you to provide value? So value can look, so, we overthink value. We, we literally overthink value. I'll never forget one time I was in Target and there in my, um, in my community, there is a Facebook group. It's called Black Moms of North Suburbia. And I literally posted in the Facebook group, um, like, hey, I'm in Target and they got all these kids' pants on sale for $2. They were like boys' pants. And I literally had like six people that know me text me like, oh, girl, can you grab me a size four? That's value, right? That's value. That's something like I am tapping into something. And even though it doesn't have anything to do with real estate, I'm building my know, like, and trust factor because I'm not a secret agent. They know what I do. And I'm looking for ways to provide value. So where can you provide value? Can you start volunteering with the PTO? Can you share with your neighborhood who your landscaper is? How can we prove ourselves to be resourceful? And once we've provided, and not just, hey, would you like a free CMA? Like, no, sis, I don't even know you. Why why, why am I going to give you my address to give me a CMA, right? But where else can you provide value for your sphere of influence? Okay, here's the next one. (laughs) Y'all not going to like this one. How about you try being a good neighbor? How about you try being a good friend? How about that? Right. Like literally just be solid. (laughs) Like like and this because this is the thing. A lot of people gravitate away from salespeople because salespeople have a taking mentality. But if you have a giving mentality, that will shift everything. And the very first part, y'all, is to be neighborly. Most agents, I am like this. It grinds my gears to no end when I drive my neighborhood and I see a for sale sign. Well, it used to. Now I'm like, okay, Lord, it's a whole lot of houses over here. I, you know, whatever. But it it grinds my gears when I know I haven't reached out. So if you walking your dog and you looking down or you on your phone every day or the neighborhood having a barbecue or how about your next door neighbor? Like you don't even know. If you saw sis in a grocery store, you wouldn't have no idea who she was because you're not neighborly, right? Yet you want to build your sphere. You want to build your network. I cannot tell you how many times my neighbors have put me in contact with what's going on. True story. Another true story. I'd be giving all y'all all the true stories. One time, one of my neighbors was like, hey, such and such. I was talking to them. Like I wasn't even friends with this neighbor. Well, I was friends with the neighbor, but I wasn't like they had little kids and I don't have a little kid. She was like, I was at the park and such and such said that they're about to um, sell their house. Go over there. Right. I would not have known that. Like my neighbor put me on to her neighbor. That was her friend. And I was able to have a conversation. It turned out that their sister was listening to their house. But still, I was neighborly. I was friendly. And I didn't just like stop speaking to the lady because her sister was listening, listing her house. So find a way to be neighborly. OK, here's the next one. <sighs> learn not to sell. Oh, I'm sorry. You learn and not just sell. And this is what I mean by that. We need to listen to learn about people, right? Not just selling who we are, but listen to understand who they are so that then that will give you opportunities to provide value. So I just had um, one of my good friends 
who like, y'all, she is going through cancer, right? She's going, she just finished chemo, about to have surgery, radiation. She just called me the other day like, hey, I was in um, Starbucks. No, she was like, I got a gift for you. And I'm like, gift for me? Because we've been like holding her down. I'm like, why you get a gift for me? Gift for you. She comes over my house yesterday or Sunday and she brings me a Starbucks cup, right? Like I know that you love Starbucks cups. So I'm bringing you a Starbucks cup. Y'all, that meant so much to me, not just because, She's going through her diagnosis, but I mean, like, let's just stop there. Like she is literally going through uh, probably the biggest challenge of her life, but she thought about me, but it means that she's listening. She's paying attention, right? So who in your network um, loves Justin Bieber and you saw that your other friend has Bieber tickets for sale, right? So listen to get to know people, right? I hate it when I talk to somebody and I have to, I have to learn to be better about this, that when they are trying to respond to me, they're so busy giving me a response that they're not listening. And and that is also a key with your clients, right? Don't like even, and I get it. Sometimes we know exactly what our clients need, but we just can't be pushy. We have to kind of lead them down the path of least resistance, right? But if you, if somebody feels like you're not listening to me and you're just, you know, you're just constantly trying to put yourself on me, then they're going to fall back. So learn to listen. Okay. And then here's the next one with you. I got two more. Next one with building a solid sphere of influence. Consistently show up like, and, and whatever showing up looks like for you, right? So like for me, for my sphere, I consistently show up in their inboxes, right? I consistently show up in my group chats. I consistently, you know, um, am waving, like be consistent, consistent on social media, because I'm gonna tell you, like, that's where a lot of them go get their credit for you when they see you out here shaking and moving in your business. But you're too scared to post on social because you're afraid that your auntie Frida, who told you that you shouldn't be a real estate agent anyway, and you should work at the post office, you're afraid she go clap back and Frida ain't paying none of your bills. So consistently show up. Okay. And, 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 and I mean, that means that you might have to be a little social. Hate to tell you that. Now, if you're not, if you're an introvert, I just want to point this out because obviously I'm more extroverted, but, um, when I lost my mom, it did present itself. Like my grief presented itself. Like I, I get energy from a little bit of isolation now, which is different for me. So, I know pockets, like I know when I can show up and I know when I need to sit back and recharge. So I I also don't want you to say, oh, I'm an introvert. That's why I don't build a business because I know a lot of introverts that are killing it, but the, and they know how to consistently show up, but still take time to refill their cups. Okay. So consistently show up, like show up to the parties, show up to church on Sunday. And not that you're going to church just to be, you know, but show up. Okay. Um, consistently show up for your friends, be somebody that people can depend on, not walk all over, but people can depend on. And then here is the last one. This is a great one in order to build a sphere of influence is y'all be a connector. And this is what I mean. How can you like, who has a problem that you personally can't solve, but you can connect them to someone who can solve their problem, right? I love it. Like I love it, love it, love it, love it. When my clients call me and say, hey, looking for a cleaning lady, looking for a date night, looking for this, looking for that. And it's not necessarily something that's in my realm of, of, of expertise, but they know that one of the things that I love to do 
is to connect them. Okay. And, 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 and there, I just had one the other day, someone asked me for a resource and I was like, Hey, I don't have that, but let me get back to you. Let me reach out. And I know somebody who knows somebody who did that. And then I'll just get their feedback and send you over the recommendation that they have. So finding ways that Again, like, um, you know, who do you know that has a special needs child and you have a friend who is rocking the special needs thing? Who do you know that just moved to a new city and she's a single woman and, and your, your, your boyfriend's sister, um, they, you feel like that they could match. Who do you know that is looking for a great meal option and your friend just started a meal prep business? Like what are different ways that you can connect people? And then what happens is as you begin to connect them, they become fans of you, right? They, they, they literally like it builds your, your, your influence within the community. So what am I saying? All of this is that it is totally possible to build a, a referral business, to build trust, admiration, um, con- mutual respect with your sphere, but it's not just going to happen because you they cousin, right? It's not just going to happen because you happen to be this person's friend or you, that's your soror or something like that. I think that once we, and, and I'll tell you from my business, like once I got really intentional about supporting people around me, that's when business comes to me. Like literally somebody might knock on my door and be like, hey, I want to sell a house. It's a million dollars. Want to do that? Sure. Love to help you. And this is the last thing I'm going to say is also don't stop being a resource once you close the deal, okay? A lot of agents fail at continuing to nurture those relationships after they close the real estate deal. And and that is just trash, right? Because number one, like all of your people, there was a point in my life when I was like, oh my Lord, they say you got a list to last and everybody I'm working with is buyers. But what I failed to realize is that at some point those buyers gonna wanna sell, right? At some point they gonna wanna sell. When they became sellers, that's when, you know, things started to change for me. So continue those relationships, client appreciation events, emails, just reaching out, text messages, video, and not because you're looking to take for them, but you really want to build a solid community around you. And I keep saying this the last thing, but this is for real the last thing. Building a solid sphere of influence, y'all, um, is is what carried me when I unexpectedly lost my mom. So when it just amazed me how everybody around me did and continues to just pour into and just fill in the gap, which is priceless, more priceless than any real estate deal than I could ever close. But I know that that came from the fact that I made a commitment to pour into my community before I quote unquote needed them. Okay. So, um, so I hope that this was helpful for you. Go ahead, um, tag your real estate bestie. As always, I am going to post this back on my page. Love y'all. Appreciate you so much. Go out, kill it. Have a great day and I will see you next week. Bye y'all. If you enjoyed this episode and you have a real life bestie that you think it would resonate with, Y'all, do me a favor. Go ahead and hit that share button because you know what? We are better together. Make sure you share the podcast and I appreciate your reviews. I appreciate you giving me five stars more than you know. I'll talk to you next week. Okay, besties, have you heard? We have a private Facebook group 
Yay! Look, cue the confetti because we are over here growing the real estate bestie community with our Facebook group. So I want you to hop on over to rosemarylewis.com forward slash Facebook so that you can join it because guess what? That's what we're missing. We are missing you and we are waiting and welcoming you with open arms. So let's talk about what you can get. We are going to develop relationships with other peers in the industry. We're going to support and encourage each other and give valuable resources, just a sounding board where we can grow our businesses together. So again, head on over to rosemarylewis.com forward slash Facebook and get in the real estate bestie community today.